This is the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, November 13th. Corey, it's uh, another busy last few days of high school sports. It's lightened up a little bit, but not entirely, but... State volleyball over the weekend. Uh, there was a, a whole lot of stuff going on. Even some state champions from across our listening area. That's exactly right. And I want to I want to get the update from you as far as what it was like being in the arena at the XL Energy Center. But do very quickly want to congratulate in the Class A tournament, Pine River Bacchus in West Central area. In the Class Three A tournament, Detroit Lakes who finished fourth, and in the Class Two A tournament, Wadena Deer Creek. And Pequot Lakes, they're your 2A state champions. Runners-up a year ago, state champs this year. A heck of a volleyball team over there in Pequot Lakes once again. I was telling somebody, like, who won in 2A? I was like, ah, Pequot Lakes, uh, a shock to no one. Like, the, right. them getting to that point, uh, they're a very, very good team. They, Like you talked about, they went to the, the championship game last year and they lost, but they didn't really – I mean, they lost a couple girls, obviously, but they returned a bulk of – that team and they were expected to go far they had to win out in a very tough six double a and well they weren't even the top seed in their section right they were the two seed in the section exactly so they uh they they've earned this uh state championship title uh for that one but yeah the state volleyball tournament was really cool uh i i think it was there once when i was very young i can't remember remember what year it was uh, i think it was the last time bertha hewitt made state in volleyball i want to say around that 07 range maybe i was uh, around there i i can't quite remember but so i have very vague memories of the state volleyball tournament and getting to go uh, down there and get to experience it broadcasting uh, it's really cool first of all you uh, get to go through the media entrance and they scan through all your broadcast equipment and of course you hear something beep and your heart always like skips a beat uh, as they scan through your bags and your uh, briefcase full of broadcasting equipment. And the guys like look at me for a second and they're like, nah, we're just kidding. They're like, uh, there's this little thing that uh, our jetpacks, Corey, that we use to get Wi Fi for our devices. He's like, yeah, sometimes they can, uh, the metal detectors think they're bombs. Oh, jeepers. Okay. Well. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, uh, glad that you've seen this before and you're not about to arrest me. <laughs> so uh, that's a good thing. Uh, but you get in there and, you know, we talk about like with the Metrodome, like you walk in and things just kind of open up. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't know where you're at, and all of a sudden, there's everything. It's like that when you walk into the X. All of a sudden, you turn the corner, and you, like, you can kind of peek it from the concourse, and you take that step into the aisle, and boom, volleyball. Yeah. And uh, it got a lot louder than I remember it getting down there. Uh, I was sitting down waiting for Wadena Deer Creek's second game, and... It was Mabel Canton and Mayor Lutheran were playing. And oh, the, my goodness gracious. The Mabel Canton fans. both of them. <laughs> the Mabel Canton fans were just ballistic. Like, I, like, had to stop for a second. Like, I think my ears hurt, like, for a second because of how loud it got, which was really cool. Uh, so I got to get down to the on-ice level uh, and call the games. And you were right, Corey. My feet did get a little chilly, <laughs> or at least you can feel it in Yeah, your it's feet weird, isn't it? Because the ice is covered up in rubber, obviously, and then they have a, a special mat that's the volleyball court. But yeah, you're basically right on top of the ice at the XL Energy Center, and you get to call the games, and you get to kind of peek at both nets, and uh, uh, obviously there's the curtain in the middle, but you can kind of peek two games at once. The stadium's not full, but it's enough to get loud. It's uh, really fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's it's quite possibly my favorite state tournament, Yeah, at least as far as energy goes. Like, I love... I love the state basketball tournaments and those championship games when 
everyone is at Williams or Target Center, wherever it is, and it's just it, there's be, just because there are so many people. Mm-hmm. But it gets um, aggressive. It gets aggressive at those basketball tournaments, mm-hmm. and the volleyball tournament has um, has immaculate vibes. It just there's a really positive energy that kind of courses throughout the entire arena the whole time. Mm-hmm. That I don't know if you've ever been to a basketball game before, but it's combative. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and volleyball does not have that same. Um, it's not negative. I wouldn't call it negative juju in a basketball tournament, but whatever that is, that combativeness that hangs over it, be it on the officials or on the other team or whatever it is, doesn't really exist as much in these volleyball tournaments. It's it's really, really a fun atmosphere. Yeah, it's great. So, again, congratulations to all of our local state tournament teams. They get to uh, uh, have that memory, and they get to do that. And I was talking with uh, Coach Sue Volkman after their team got done, just kind of a, hey, congratulations on the season, you know, uh, wrapping things up with that. And I asked her, I was like, are you going to stay for the uh, for the championship games on Saturday, or are you just going to head home? She's like, we're going to talk about that. We're going to see. And I was like, so you've been here since Tuesday, right? And she just kind of looked at me like, yes. She's like, it can get long. <laughs> <laughs> having uh, everybody there from Tuesday afternoon until potentially Saturday night. Well, and it, and the state tournament's different than some of the tournaments they play during the season, mm-hmm. right? Like they they play weekend tournaments and it's a lot of games over it's it's four games over the course of two days and here it's like make sure you get there plenty of time on Tuesday, but you won't play until Thursday, Thursday at 1. And then you're just done. Your match will take 90 minutes the whole process of getting ready and and the warm up and the warm down it's like three hours uh-huh you have three hours committed to set and then just i don't know don't I, don't cause problems until our match 24 hours from now it's, i don't know go to cassettes i guess yeah I yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty slow i remember thinking that too for if you're there just to watch volleyball it's it's constant commotion mm-hmm. but if you're one team it's not a lot to there's not a lot going on. No. Which I guess is cool. It's cool. You can just kind of focus, soak it all in, and, and do all that good stuff. Uh, one more thing before we get into state football. I'm just going to throw this aside here. The Bertha Hewitt uh, boys cross-country team. Yeah. Technically, now I don't think it's technically high school affiliated, but technically high school affiliated. Because they're did, high schoolers. Yeah. They, uh, they ran in the regional tournament. I think it's like the Nike regionals or something like that down in okay. Sioux Falls. Okay. And uh, as a team... Uh, I can't can't remember what their place was, uh, but they got to run it and they got to to go down to Sioux Falls and and run and believe it or not, uh, a lot of uh, PRs down there. Uh, running and running. Is there not the, a lot of like up and down topography in Sioux Falls? No, believe it or not, I think the Dakotas are a very flat piece of land. That's interesting. Uh, up until you get to like the Western Dakotas, but you know that's uh, <laughs> that's a little different. Yes. Uh, yeah, and believe it or not, it was uh, like 15 degrees warmer uh, down there than it is up here. It's a long ways away. It's shockingly long. Like, when you're in Sioux Falls, like, I know it's not quite Vermilion, but when you're in Sioux Falls, you're basically in Iowa, or, like, at least that, like, yeah. that level, that far south. And if you're down in Vermilion, you're basically in Nebraska. Like, yeah. of the, the crazy part, like, we think of the Dakotas, and we think that they're like, oh, yeah, they're just, like, over to the west. But we forget that, like, the South Dakota border uh, gets way more south uh, than we think it should be. 
Uh, so running down at, uh, I can't remember where they ran it, uh, uh, but they get to go down and compete and get to do some of that stuff and get to run and uh, have a cool experience. So there you go. There's my plug for a cross country. Their season officially, I guess, is done now. They have no more meets. Right. Uh, so now my uh, now I can, uh, my brother can stop talking about it for a little bit. So you know what I mean? He can kind of get that off his chest. Well, that's pretty cool that they got to go. Oh, didn't? And you said um, one kid had a pretty nice showing, right? Yeah, I'm trying to look. So so Zane Guterjohn, who had a great finish at the state meet, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the Facebook post to, to see his official place. I want to say he got like 10th in the meet or something like that. Which, oh, that's amazing. Which wouldn't be good enough to get to nationals, which would be in Oregon at the Nike facility. Sure, but, yeah. Uh, pretty darn cool to be in that stratosphere. So, all right, uh, high school football, Corey. Uh, Parker's Prairie, their season comes to a close against Manome and Wobbin, but hey, first state tournament appearance for the Panthers in 20 years, which is a pretty good, pretty cool way to hang your hat on a football season. Dogfight of a football game, too. Really? I didn't get a chance to listen because I was calling the Wadena Deer Creek game. So, Well, I mean, well, it was like 14 nothing or 6 I mean, yeah. just, a, just a good old-fashioned... Good old-fashioned... I'll punch you in the mouth, you punch me in the mouth kind of a game. Yeah. Yeah. Ottertail Central is going to play Nevis. Of course, we already knew that, kind of talking yeah. about that late in the week. They're going to play at U.S. Bank Stadium. Corey, 1240 pregame, 1 o'clock kickoff over on the Superstation? Correct. Yep. Yes. On the Superstation on Thursday afternoon, which is uh, which is pretty darn cool. Since we're on the subject, um, girls basketball, boys hockey, um, like Nordic skiing. Yep. They start practice today. Yeah, great, great winter time. Winter sports. To... Winter sports begins practice today. Uh, you think that they're going to be getting outside on that Nordic skiing team? No, I think. What do they call it? Dry land. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, bring your inline rollerblades. Yeah. Because that's how we're going to have to get about uh, this. So anyway, that's where we're at in this fall sports season. Is we're so late in the fall sports season that it's winter sports season now. Right. Did you know, CJ? I did the math. Okay, well, I definitely didn't know it if it's math-related. 51 fall sports events mm-hmm. for us dating back to August 29th. Uh-huh. 21 of them have happened in the past 21 days. It's a lot. It's a lot, but we were everywhere once again. 51 uh, games, matches, events covered, whatever it is that you want to call it, dating back to 51 games. Uh, uh, Events in 75 days over this fall sports season. And we're not done yet because it's going to be 52 on Thursday and potentially 53 if OTC can get a victory. Let's make it 53. Come on. Wouldn't that be amazing? Come on, guys. Come on. Do it for me. So that's just a quick math on uh, on that fall sports stuff. Of course, you handled a ton of the uh, uh, the the play by play duties this fall. Good job, and thank you for doing that. And Tyler Grunwald on the fan for covering Staples Motley, and Tammy doing all the board opping. Just a real, you know, just a, a, a thank you to everyone for getting us on the air throughout the entire fall and all of our sponsors it's it's a big deal and it's really fun and it's it's fun to look back at all those numbers and see like holy buckets we're 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 really doing this huh hair (laughs) (laughs) even paper thin walls and all yeah we're we're really doing it exactly it's been uh it's been a ride it's been fun and we're not quite done yet so bulldogs keep this train rolling so that way we can just seamlessly merge into basketball be awesome uh 
speaking of football and basketball, we'll get to the Wolves in a second. But the Vikings, Corey, a little topsy-turvy in that second half. But overall, uh, they get their sixth straight win. They are fifth straight win. They're now 6-4, and four, and they're firmly cemented in the playoff position. And uh, I is this is just a quick question I want to put, put onto your plate here. Is Josh Jobs the second coming of Case Keenum? Oh, he's he's doing things that Keenum wasn't doing, and part of it's because KOC is his head coach. But yeah, it's, no, this is really this is uh, this has been a really fun couple of games. They noticeably took their foot off the gas pedal immediately in that second half, which is just such tough territory for a team when you put your foot on the gas pedal, take it off, and then try and reapply it. It's also understandable. Like right. this, they still are running out a guy who doesn't. Like, let's just hold on for dear life. I I get it a little bit. I wish they would have kept their foot down a little bit, but I understand. There's a lot. There's a lot of extenuating circumstances right. with this team that need to be taken into account. Um, you did learn that maybe you can't take your foot off the gas pedal. Um, you did learn that although the defense has been very fun of late. You can't just hang it on them like that. They're still pretty thin. Yeah, you can't just... And what team ever survives by hanging the balance of the game on one facet of the game? Right. That's just not a good way to do it. So hopefully a little lesson was learned there. Um, They're fun, man. Like, they're, they're noticeably different. They're creative in ways that they haven't been there was a third down completion to Powell that I don't know if the play broke down but his like little dig and dig route and Dobbs threw back to his left and it was just a it's just a cool it was just a cool play Josh Dobbs has a few plays per game where you go no 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 yeah 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 like that's pretty much been his thing like he's been running around out there the mobile quarterback facet brings so many new things with KOC we joked about how there's probably going to be some RPOs and stuff like that that are mixed in I don't know if it was an RPO but there was for sure a read option play with I think Ty Chandler the running back and Dobbs kind of kept it on the keeper like they're going to mix in some, and this is no detriment against Kirk. It's just Josh Dobbs is a different quarterback, and yes. we're starting to see KOC get a little creative and kind of lean into the things Dobbs can do. And Dobbs is a high end backup quarterback in this league. So, again, he's got a ceiling, but hey, this team is good enough to get into the playoffs in a weak NFC. So let's ride this train until the wheels fall off. It's a small sample size, but I go back to when they signed him of all the available options. This was the very best option, and it is showing why now in two games. And the Cardinals basically gave him away for nothing, by the way. Correct. That's how much they thought of him. And Shout that's out. how much. Shout out Cardinals. Shout out Cardinals. One last thing before we let you go, Corey. Yeah. The Minnesota Timberwolves have won six straight, and they've beaten teams like the defending champion Nuggets, the uh, the Boston Celtics, perennial powerhouse, and the Golden State Warriors in Golden State. A couple blowout wins over Utah and New Orleans mixed in there. Uh, you know, the the Wolves are seven and two, and Anthony Edwards again had a thirty three point game, thirty six points, whatever he ended up totaling. The defense has been as dominant as ever. Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns, those two bigs, have played the best defense at their careers. What do you think? They're ugly offensively at times, mm-hmm. especially it, late in games. And it doesn't matter when you play this sort of defense. They're lights out defensively. So you are allowed to be a little ugly on the offensive end when that happens. 
it's mm-hmm. it's fun. It's fun what they're doing right now. It's really fun. Best team in the NBA right now. At, like that's not hyperbole. That's, that's actually true. You've beaten the best teams. You're seven and two. You have one of the best records. This dare I say, Wolves all the way back. They're talking about them nationally. So if that's the case, you know it's real. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun hey, stuff. Hey, I gotta go, but I'll leave you with the uh, Minnesota Wild. Go uh, ahead. Okay, uh, the Wild uh, are a mess, but who cares? Who cares? The Vikings are playing well. The Timberwolves are playing well. Uh, we don't talk about the Gophers right now. Uh, that's uh, that's not in the discussion. Uh, so, hey, let's just focus on the Vikings and the Wolves here, and we'll let the Wilds kind of figure themselves out, however that, uh, however that may be. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Monday, November 13th.